Hi, welcome to The Guinea Pig. I'm Dr. Mariam Zamani, an oculoplastic surgeon and aesthetic doctor. And I'm Fiona Golfer, a writer and journalist. I'm no stranger to a cosmetic procedure, and I'm willing to try pretty much anything. Which is why I'm here to make sure Fiona and anyone else that's out there considering a treatment to help make a better informed decision safely and to try and collect as much information as they can. Every fortnight, this podcast comes to you from Mariam's Clinic in Chelsea. If you're looking for an honest, no-holds-barred approach to invasive and non-invasive cosmetic surgery, then the guinea pig is here to help you. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us. We're here at the clinic for another episode of The Guinea Pig. And joining us today, to my great pleasure, is my, I was going to say my colleague, but you're not my colleague, you're my friend, Jess Diner who is the beauty director of Vogue magazine. We worked together for a long time. And as I've said before, the beauty room is my happy place. And I would come and visit, sit on the edge of Jess's desk, sit, and we discussed all things from life, love, new boyfriends, wedding rings. Do you remember your yes. engagement ring? Mothers-in-law. Mothers-in-law. One of my yeah. favorite stories about mm-hmm. Jess, just to get it out of the way, is that when Jess first met her husband-to-be, she, you'd been to dinner with his family and she said, how do I get his mum to like me? And I said, it's really simple, Jess. I said, you go to dinner and the next morning you phone up and you say, that was delicious. What's the recipe? <laughs> and when his mum gave you the recipe, the deal was sealed, wasn't it? Yeah. Friends forever. Yeah, Fee's advice has always been invaluable. <laughs> so I'm so thrilled that you've come here today, Jess, to Thank talk. Thank you for having me. We're going to talk about all things, you know, what is beauty now? Because if anyone is the oracle, you are. So when I was at Vogue with you, Jess, mm-hmm. there was a lot of sort of, there was a resistance to the idea of um, women who were having even tweakments, I think. Yeah. It was something we didn't really talk about. We talked about skin and beauty and creams. And, 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 but what do you think is relevant at the moment? What do you think you're looking to as the kind of the, the beauty of today? What is? I think it's more, it's the, the zeitgeist has changed. So I think what is classified as like, beauty norm now is very different to what it was before so people are turning to aesthetics treatments more so than they're looking um, for hope in a jar and of course like all the creams can help but there's only so much that they can do Um, so I think we have a responsibility as as the magazine to report on that to try those sorts of things Um, you know whether it's from tweakments so little enhancements all the way up to you know proper um, full whammy treatment. So I think it's also become less taboo, right? So what was normal before, people didn't want to talk about Botox, they didn't want to talk about having fillers, but now it's very much part of beauty conversation. So we're just reporting on that, trying that, um, and very much enjoying trying that. And earning but, up to trying that. Because yes, for me absolutely, it was all about and writing lying. about it. Yeah. And I think, again, um, you have a responsibility as a journalist if you're going to be writing about things, you have to try them. So... But you're so beautiful and young, so pigs. how are you going to be a guinea pig? I mean, really... Well, we have, we have a full spectrum of contributors across all different age ranges who try things for us. But um, I think you can kind of... Not you can never start too young, but I'm a 35, going on 36. And have you tweaked? I have tweaked. Do you want to share your tweaking? Um, 
what have I well so probably the, not real tweakments just looking at you I mean I can uh, anything that you've had is very subtle that's, uh, that's not the girl normal. I once knew that <laughs> yeah <laughs> me you my inspiration <laughs> when it comes to the needles actually it's really funny because I hadn't seen Fee for a while and we went to this um I went to this Allegan Botox convention yes. I just feel this tap on my shoulder and I turn around and Fiona's there and I'm like of course you're here yes. of course never been um, happier to be anywhere yeah exactly like in your sort of in your very happy place but tried Botox I've had fillers in my jaw I've done non-surgical nose job um Profilo which I loved yes um we all do here but then I think there's there's the injectables but I'm really interested in lasers and I've had laser genesis with you Marianne which yes. is I think amazing how did that change describe the sort of before and after in in how that made your with skin the laser. look feel, yes um, what it felt like and it was instantaneous so when you're having the treatment, it's these little zaps on the skin, which is almost like laser hair removal, which I've had extensively on my entire surface of my body. And the glow is instantaneous. Yes. I remember I came out of the clinic. I took a picture just in the street with zero makeup, having just had it. And I've never had more comments of like, what have you done? What foundation are you wearing? What makeup are you wearing? And actually to be like, no makeup it's just literally this laser treatment okay to the listeners to be fair she's absolutely stunning gorgeous so you know maybe that 20 minutes of lying down helped a little bit too in your busy day but it is a nice little tweakment but it, i and i think if you are nervous to go into the injectables it's almost the lasers are that bridge in between product and injectable that just give a really nice professional salon or clinic quality glow that you couldn't get just from out of a jar. Yes, this is true. Yeah, so... Because yeah. there is so much on offer at the moment. Mm-hmm. And how do you, at Vogue, help that kind of the beauty addict who is so overwhelmed with the choice? How do you help mm-hmm. people navigate, do you think, responsibly as well? Because I, 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 I think you are, you know, the Bible, really. It's true. Yeah, I think it, it kind of... It goes back to what we were saying before. We'll never write about something without someone trying it and obviously so there's four of us on the team we have two contributors so there's enough of us that we're trying a variety of things to be able to write about but I think also just listening so listening to what our readers want listening to what they're talking about you know social is an amazing tool whether it's on the British Vogue channel or on our individual channels listening to what people want to know about that's an incredibly helpful resource because it helps you to report on things that you know people want to read about. So how do they contact you? So how, how like, do you... This all goes you... down in the DM. Oh, really? So people are like DMing the whole time to be yeah. like, I want to have Botox. Where would you get it done? What would you recommend? Um, and then that will kind of influence, you know, we did a piece online about Botox do's and don'ts. So the questions to ask, the people to see, the resources to look to. So that it kind of informs our editorial choices knowing what people want to be reading about and do you think that there's more of a demand for kind of realism in 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 the beauty world now than there was and that when I started I remember we've talked about me going to have my first Botox and you know my husband catching me but (laughs) but my face was an absolute I was frozen Mm. I was like a I was like a shiny ball and that's the way we all were we could barely Mm. no one could raise an eyebrow no one could frown and I think there's we've come a long way and so what how would you describe the look that that, that women are, are wanting now? Because mm. I think there's a generation before what's going on now. I mean, I went somewhere the other day. I was at a, I was actually at Photo London, which happened earlier yeah. this summer, mm. and there were women with lips that were literally sort of an inch and a half off their faces. I'd never. I thought we'd gone past that, but 
clearly we haven't. But in some yeah. circles you haven't. I mean, there's always, I think, going to be yeah. trends in yeah. what's chic, but not necessarily. And then there's always going to be that very sort of vulgar look also. Yeah, I think there's yes, always people, that, yeah, yeah, people yes. that are going to... There are some people that are always going to want that larger-than-life look, and there'll be estheticians that will do that. But I think it kind of comes from, from both angles. I think um, my experience is estheticians saying no. Mm-hmm. So, like, having the confidence to be like, that's actually not going to work for your face, so let's try and do something a bit more gentle. But then it's also coming from the education of the patient wanting something natural and being like, you know, this term baby Botox or I, I want a tweakment, being able to be really didactic about what they want so that they just look like an enhanced version of themselves. Absolutely. And do you think that this look, because for me and the, the, the kind of things that I've done to my skin, what it's allowed me is that I can wear much less makeup. Mm, so exactly. the makeup that I wear is much lighter, much sheerer and, um, and I don't have to cover up because yeah. if I have burst blood vessels, I can take them away. Yeah. You know, capillaries are, are totally. no longer a problem for me. And, that, and that just all adds to the, a more natural effect. So you might have had a bit more prep work go into it and you might have had, you know, treatments. But the overall effect is much more natural than you would have started with to begin with having to wear a lot of makeup to cover things up. Because at the shows, the last season of the mm. shows, I noticed that there were a lot more, um, there were much older models on mm. the catwalk and there was mm. a lot more wrinkle available yeah. and I was thrilled yeah. about that. I was like, yeah. but their skin still looked really glowing. hydrated yeah. and glowy. Plump and I, juicy. I, I and always say that. I don't think it's ever about the wrinkles and the fine lines. I think it's the quality of the skin. So if you have somebody who has beautiful, clear skin, almost like that foundation, you know, no foundation, yeah. foundation look, that's yeah. that's what you want. It's, it's not the lines around the eyes that give you character and that, you know, as you get older and you get more mature, I think um, sometimes it's full of all those life experiences. Mm. Whereas when you're young, you know, the other night I went out and there were these beautiful girls at the table next door. And of course, everybody at my table, like triple looked and, you know, they were beautiful. And of course, they deserved our triple looks. But then they were all young and young people have that beautiful self-confidence and skin and glow and body and everything else that comes with it. So it's how to age best for your age, actually, not yeah. necessarily to chase all the last wrinkles or... I think it's, yeah, it's not about trying to stave off the aging process, but it's like, how can you enhance what you have already or kind of just help plump things up a bit? And I think my favorite term when I talk about skin is just, I love skin to look juicy. Yeah. (laughs) So like juicy, like you want to touch it and that can have wrinkles and that's completely fine. It doesn't matter what age you are. So when I I talk about having the lips done, people say to me, what does lip refreshing look like? And I said, what I really want it to look like is as if I've spent the whole night kissing. Yes. Mm. Smooching. Smooching. So the blood has run to your lips and they smooch and smudgy, but not hard and lumpy because who wants to kiss hard, lumpy lips? No one. No. no. And and people say to me a lot, you know, your skin's glowing and Mm. I'm really happy to be 57 years old, but so with wrinkles. But if I've got glowing skin... Yeah. What are the most exciting things you've seen in beauty recently? What are you excited by? Oh my gosh. I feel like there's there's so much in it. There's so much innovation. Everything is moving so quickly. To be at the forefront or the vanguard of that is actually like quite difficult to keep I up with it. So I because, always think, yeah. you know, for the consumer or the reader or the patient or the people, you know, buying products, it's a complete minefield. But I think at home 
treatments. At home treatments to replicate what's happening in clinic is massive. So, you know, like the LED masks that you can do at home. I think all of those things that you can do in between treatments of going to clinic, that's kind of the professional services at home. There's a big, big surge in that. And I think it's because the tech is there to be able to get excellent results at home. So what would your kind of ideal, so imagine your husband's taken your baby out to the park. You've got, you've got an afternoon. Five minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, doesn't. Sometimes I see her answering <laughs> questions as the baby's napping. It's like, okay, I have some She'll questions. pushing one Andy. out with her phone in her hand. Um, I'm a big lover of a sheet mask. Anything biocellulose, that's my kind of five minute quick fix. If I've got more time, I'd lo- I love to do an LED mask at home as well, can often find me sat in bed looking like some um, robot just reading a book with my LED mask on, my, much to I'm my so husband's amusement. I'm so glad you said reading a book and not watching Netflix, which is what I'm doing when I'm sat in bed. I'm mask. trying, I'm trying to do Coffee. not so much digital because yeah. it's, it's so bad. I mean, it's so bad. Um, but I've got my digital face mask on, so that's my, that, that's uh, that's my hit. <laughs> that's my hit. So love to do that. I mean, I think just generally that idea of, indulgence and pampering and being able to do that stuff at home is really nice especially when you're working full-time you've got kids Mm -hmm. just to have a bit of time to yourself and to feel like you're investing in yourself is really nice so yeah love a sheet mask any type of mask to be honest but led mask and actually hair masks as well I'm, i'm a big mask person basically do you look for inspiration outside of the UK? I mean, do you look to Asia? Do you oh, look absolutely. to the States? Where's mm-hmm. the biggest source of uh, beauty inspiration that you guys find at Vogue? I think the whole Asian beauty trend is not going away. We're still seeing so much coming from Korea. There's this whole thing of J-beauty versus K-beauty. Actually, I don't think it even matters. So we just wrote this piece about Asian beauty in general. It's not sort of a competition of country. It's the continent as a whole. There's so much amazing innovation coming out of there. And I've been to Tokyo a couple of times in the past year and it's just going to a pharmacy there is literally the most exciting experience you have no idea what anything is because you can't read anything but you just want it all um, but yeah the innovation the textures um i think everyone is looking to asia for innovative textures and i think when it comes to creams that's where we've seen a real evolution is how everything feels everything's incredibly sensorial jellies whips souffles there's so much option with ingredient as well as texture, which I think is, is quite interesting. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm always curious when you're, when you're testing something mm. for the magazine or you're testing a product mm. that you're going to write about, how long... So I've got this thing at the moment where I'm kind of committed to, if I try a new face cream, I'm mm. going to give it the whole pot yeah. or the whole bottle. Yeah. Because I think it takes that long 
for me to see what my skin yeah. so I'm curious to know what's on your dressing table and what's your sort of what goes on your face in the morning okay in the morning so I know I watch her uh, <laughs> 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 um, so there's always a hyaluronic acid component so that kind of changes all the time depending on what I'm trying but I love this and that goes on first that goes on first well it depends actually if you're doing an antioxidant like um, Estee Lauder Advanced Night Repair, Vitamin C, anything like that, that goes on first. Then you do your hyaluronic acid. Uh, I really like the SkinCeuticals one. Um, the Niod one, I mean, it's not new, but it's absolutely excellent. So I always will do a hyaluronic. And then, again, it just depends what cream I'm trying, but always an SPF. And if it doesn't have an SPF in it, I will add one in. Because um, especially when you're trying treatments, like you're doing lasers and all that sort of thing. Also, there's more and more skin. organic stuff out there that doesn't necessarily have SPF in it. So yes. what would you layer on top of it? Because I've been trying something that, that hasn't got SPF. Yeah. And then I think, oh, another layer. What mm. what do you like as an SPF that sort of you could apply on top? Yeah. Well, I tend to mix it in with my cream because I find the layering can be... It can Products can yes, roll quite yes. easily. So I tend to put a few drops of an SPF in my moisturizer and there's lots of fluids that you can get that are really light so they won't sort of interrupt with your cream um beauty pie is a brand that i'm really interested in at the moment it's kind of a members service so you sign up and you can get these product products at discounted prices they've got an excellent spf 25 that is really light but you can add it into anything or you can wear it on its own um I so just signed up to Beauty Pie, you know, just yeah. part of research for, yeah. for my own skincare. Yeah. I have to say, it's a it's a brilliant idea in terms of having a subscription, but at mm-hmm. the same time, you end up spending so much more because you never spend what's in the subscription. So it's kind of like they catch you with the idea that you have this, you know, it's it's very reasonably priced, but at the end of it, you end up spending so much money on it. That's always that's always the story of my but, life. Of I always go to buy something, and I'm <laughs> like, well, sale. I can't just yeah. get one thing. I've yeah. got to get another. Um, so I'm, I'm like their ideal member because yeah. I will just like fill, fill, fill my basket, but. They have an excellent SPF, but yeah, so it will always be an antioxidant, a hyaluronic acid, an SPF, and a sort of cream. But what that is specifically changes month on month, just depending on what we're trying. And it is hard, and your skin I mean, it's hard, listen, there's worse problems to have, like someone's got to do it. But um, I also think it's you know, it's not great for your skin having to try things so much and mm. mixing things up, not being able to have mm. a stable routine, my skin definitely flares up. So then it's also having things that I always go back to that I know my skin responds well to, to kind of calm things down um, and soothe redness because I will get flare ups if I'm trying things and it my, doesn't really agree with my skin. I wanted to ask, so now obviously as I as a small skincare owner mm. uh, that has clean products, I feel like clean mm. and sustainability is obviously on the forefront of so many people. Um, how does, and I find that very difficult for journalists to also get their head around because uh, as as a doctor, I find it sometimes difficult to, to really understand what is coming from where and, you know, what mm. the, and whether it is clean, whether it's not. Um, so I, I wonder, is there bigger, do your readers want to know about those types of things? And, and how, how can we, as a consumer, you know, look towards making sure, you know, there's a lot of things that are, are marketed that aren't necessarily marketed the way that they're meant to be, and there's no regulation for that. Yeah. We see it in every industry, but obviously skincare as, as the largest organ on the body, you know, they can have major ramifications. So mm-hmm. I always feel that that's, that's a gray point that, yeah. you know, people just try and jump on the bandwagon without really... Yeah, definitely. And I think as a whole, 
Um, the consumer is so much more informed and educated, so they want to know where their ingredients are coming from, um, how things are put together, how things are packaged. Um, and I think, again, going back to the whole social media trend is brands have to be more transparent about how they're sourcing things. Um, so I think I would always look to a brand's website. If they're not ready to give information about where their products are from, how clean they are, how they're sourcing things, then you just stay, stay clear because brands that are doing things in that way are very happy to shout about it. Um, and following like groups on Facebook or following influencers on social who you know have a very good taste level i think that kind of word of mouth community specifically for clean beauty is very good yeah i mean like you say the same is happening in fashion this whole idea of like sustainable consumerism is massive right now and i think it's great because it's forcing brands to kind of question themselves um better themselves and it's only going to benefit everyone because it's benefiting us in terms of our skin but also well, it makes us all think yeah. twice, yeah. doesn't it? I, yeah. I definitely notice that about the way I go about yeah. Do I need it? Yeah. How's it going to help me? Is it a responsible yeah. choice? Yeah. And I think also, you know, there are some brands that are like 100% organic, but they're not necessarily going to perform in the way you might expect them to. So I think another great thing about the beauty industry is there are brilliant brands. You know, Mariam, yourself is one of them where it's, you know, it's clean, but it also performs. And so I, I personally think that natural slash clean slash well to put well put together brands don't have to be complete tree huggers to yes. perform well like I think you, the, the marrying of the yes. two works really well so having um, high performance natural ingredients that actually perform intelligent we're, we're beauty seeing, yeah we're yeah. seeing that a lot so you don't really have to compromise on quality anymore to get good quality ingredients so um, I think that's also quite encouraging for the consumer I also read the other day that there was a, they wanted to ban you know models that are 16 to 18 from walking on the catwalk, mm-hmm. who obviously have prepubescent bodies and like no fat or, and have baby faces because that's the idea of, of beauty. Do you think? But and then on the other hand, then we have like the older models mm-hmm. and also the larger size models. Yeah. Um. As as Vogue, you know the the house that's the standard that everybody else goes by. Yeah. Uh, is that where it's it's going? Because I do think that obviously in high fashion and those types of things, they do look better on certain types of physiques and mm. and, and appearance does matter. That does sell. So it's always interesting how it's sold, whether it's uh, you know at all levels or do you always try and sort of go towards a, a specific demographic, basically? I think... The idea of a specific demographic doesn't exist anymore. And I think what we're producing at Vogue at the moment, whether it's in beauty or the other pages, it's reflective of everyone and it's reflective of the zeitgeist and the mood of the moment. And the mood of the moment is not just skinny, perfect people. So um, we recently did this supplement and it was dedicated to women over 50. So everyone inside the issue Jane Fonda was on the cover which was she looked fabulous, fabulous. Um, actually like one, my of my, yeah, one of my career highlights <laughs> yeah. to do a shoot with her oh, wow. it was so major like there's celebrity and then there's Jane Fonda <laughs> she is like the next level there's this aura about her when she arrived on set um, and you know she's someone she's not shied away about talking about she's had surgery but she's 81 she looks, she looks phenomenal incredible. she looks um, fabulous that so shows any, one of my favourite shows I, it's amazing 
Just also, she films English. all week, Monday to Friday. Yeah. She then, if she has a shoot or some sort of fashion commitment, she does that on the weekend. She is working 24-7. She'd had a hip replacement like two oh weeks before gosh. our shoot and she was on set. Completely professional, completely amazing. And she's got a mouth on her, hasn't she? Oh, yes. She's, <laughs> we love she's her. She's actually, she's very naughty. She's very naughty. Like, yeah, yeah, it was like... Um, one of our writers, um, our features director, interviewed her, and she was very forthcoming in the interview. Um, so that was a really good read. But you know, just just doing things like that, you know, it's a, it's a mini magazine dedicated to a certain demographic that normally aren't spoken to in traditional media. You know, that's things that we do across the board, and you know, the same in terms of the whole body positivity message. We shoot models of all sizes. So I think there is definitely a shift, and things are definitely changing. And it's nice to kind of be at the forefront of that and um, at a magazine that's leading that. So it's of really course. good. Jess, can I just ask you personally, have you always, like, were you a little girl and passionate about beauty? Was it? Oh my gosh, it, yeah. I used to work been... at a spa. Did you? Yeah. So I used to work on the reception in a spa in my summer holidays. It's called Fern in Highgate. And I used to love it. And they, they had SkinCeuticals facials. So we would give SkinCeuticals sachets, you know, samples to all of the clients that came in um and if there was some left over we'd get to like take them home and it was very exciting but um I've always loved it because always you don't just it. land on the beauty desk at Vogue I know no. I know that you came and you were you were a tiny oh gosh, wee young yes. thing at Vogue yes. and then you went away and you yes. you had to work somewhere else to yes. come back to, yes. to take the big desk I mean it's mm. it's been a journey hasn't oh, it absolutely. for people who are interested in sort of starting out in the beauty business or mm. as beauty journalists what would you say what advi- advice would you give I mean in some ways it's easier now in other ways it's so much harder because it's easier now in that everyone can have a platform to express themselves and everyone does by the you way know, yeah. everyone so has. you have to be that bit better than a, a gazillion girls yeah. out there with yeah social media platforms yeah. Yeah. but it is easier in a way to show examples of your writing like you could start a blog you could have a really engaging instagram following but that didn't exist you know 15 16 years ago so jess no pressure, but what are the three things that I should be doing this summer to get myself in, you know, get myself ready for summer? You were talking about it when I came in, but um, Botox in the armpits, I'm obsessed. Did it Tick. before my wedding, did it, I basically do it pre every summer. I'm pregnant currently, so I can't Yay. do it this summer. No, so this, this summer. will be an interesting one. I did it for you. Because I did, Mariam and I, I did it last thank you, week. Fee. So thank <laughs> you. I'm right on it. So I'm missing my <laughs> annual right top up. Um, so definitely Botox in the armpits. I think even if you're not an overly sweaty person, just to have that confidence. It's super um, nice. That you're it's not, made yeah, such a difference. Honestly, I'd never done it before. And oh, Mariam did it to me. Oh and I mean, why I didn't start when I was it like 12. It's life changing. I literally have yeah, done fantastic. it for years. Um, and also, okay. especially if you have a job where you have to stand up and talk in front of a lot of yes. people a lot of the time, that kind of... You don't want that sweaty, Betty yeah, armpit no, going on, do you? No, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. So, definitely would do that. Uh, secondly, I would do Profilo, because I think just preparing your skin for any sun exposure, but letting it feel really plump and juicy, get all that collagen going, get the hyaluronic acid in, I would always... I mean, that I would kind of recommend consistently, but why not in summer and then uh thirdly what would i recommend well in the run-up to summer laser hair removal but you kind of have to do that before you're going to be exposed to sun those are brilliant okay 
I'm really toying with um, the idea of guinea pigging microblading on my eyebrows oh, because yes. just I've got that. incredibly blonde hair. So you've just yes. done it, right? And your oh, eyebrows look fantastic. So good. I um, I just did it actually on Sunday. I have a scar in my brow that has never had hair, and I really think it frames the face. Mm, so good. Just to I let you know it. exactly what microblading is, yes. actually. Well, why don't you tell us, Jess? Because well, you're the I mean, beauty queen. You're the beauty <laughs> queen. It's just almost. It's new age brow tattooing but it looks completely natural they kind of sketch in the individual hair so rather than just this kind of solid line that can often look quite fake with microblading they can literally sketch in individual hair so it looks like your brows but better so like you're saying mariam filling in the gaps look incredible they look Um, great well thank you i'm desperate to try it but i basically have the bushiest (laughs) brows that take over my complete so i've gone to have it before and they're like you're not a candidate i've literally been turned away but yeah you can you can pick it yeah you can pick it for me jess it's been so lovely that you came in and saw us and thank you so much thank you for having me i mean i've literally could talk forever so Ever. well will you come back could, yes. yes we would yes. love okay, to have will you, you be back. a regular irregular guest on the show because to. i think it'd be great for us to have you come in and with pleasure give us all time. your tips and yes and, and wisdom are I you are you compiling a uh, pregnancy to-do list while you, what you what things you can and can't do oh while my you're God, pregnant the, literally the it's minute the short. baby comes out <laughs> i've got like a whole list of things because like i didn't plan it very well so i didn't do my Botox in advance of getting pregnant. Like there's things that I would have done if I'd have planned it better. I would have done laser do genesis. I would have done. Let's do a pregnancy yeah. show where yeah. think beauty things you can and can't do. Yeah. Will you come back and talk to us about yeah. that? Yeah, with pleasure. I'm great. sure you you will have uh, researched that a little yes. bit. Yes, I'll do. I'll guinea pig that for you. <laughs> Excellent. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. And you can get in touch with us if you've got any questions at the guinea pig pod at gmail.com. Bye. 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 The guinea pig provides unbiased information to those who may be considering cosmetic surgery or even trialing a non-invasive treatment or product. We do not endorse the use of any product or procedure featured in this podcast and are not responsible for the outcome of any of the treatments featured on this podcast or damage caused in connection with any treatments or products. Should you decide to try any of the procedures, treatments or products mentioned in any episode of The Guinea Pig, you do so at your own risk. Always consult an independent and fully qualified medical professional if you are considering embarking on a medical procedure, irrespective of whether it's an invasive or non-invasive procedure. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.